2: Check out com backslash yum for details.
1: I don't really think I'm an idiot most of the time. right welcome back to another edition of the butting heads podcast from ramstock radio i'm Steve barrow as always i'm here with johnny gomez johnny it's a new it's a whole new world we're on episode 101 uh the review contest is over sports are back uh the dodgers really disrupting our podcast right now they're in the middle of extra innings as we're starting uh i i got my wisdom teeth out last week so i'm uh we're going to call this my flu game podcast, so to speak. But how are we doing, man?
3: You know, I, I'm happy to have some form of sports back. You know, I love I love baseball. Uh, it'll always be one of my favorite sports. Can't say I love it more than football, but that's beside the point. And quite frankly, I I, I actually had to bug Steve to, to wait for, for the game to finish up. But I don't think that's going to happen uh well it's not gonna happen because we're still podcasting as the game going on but uh no worry Steve I have it I have it playing in the background
1: overtime in general in uh in regular season games like it's when when it happens you're always so excited like like hell yeah extra innings but then like you know if you're there like you got to stay longer like uh if you're watching at home uh like now you got something to do or usually like for us east coasters you're not going to bed uh like i oh, don't there's my alarm for uh, wisdom teeth pills uh if if uh but you like it kind of just disrupts your whole day and hopefully the payoff of this game is going to be worth it but uh it's like the the fur like like, a, an 18-inning game sounds awesome in theory, but by, like, inning 13, you're kind of just like, just fucking end this shit, man. What are, what are we doing here? Why am I still awake? Why am I still watching this? Uh, playoffs, obviously a whole different story. Uh, you can't beat it in the playoffs because of the intensity, but regular season, that that's my overtime take. Regular season, uh, sometimes it overstays its welcome. And the good thing about football is it just ends. It just ends that I can't deny. I really
3: can't deny that. You know, the sometimes, especially uh, when, when the game goes on in baseball and the innings just continue to pile up and then you get really pissed off if your team doesn't end up winning. Yeah, it, it, it kind of sucks. At least w- with football, if your ten- if your team ends up losing, at least it's like a quick burn it, 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 in baseball. You're it's like, driving a nail through your hand or something.
1: Yeah. I was at a I was at a brewers game in college. Uh my my girlfriend was there and neither of us cared about the brewers or the game really. But like it didn't end in the ninth inning. We were getting extras and uh, like we were ready we were ready to go home, but I was like like the sports fan in me was like, I can't leave right now. I can't leave a game that's going to overtime. And then we gave it about an inning and a half and we went home. Uh, like it, I was ready to go home, but I wasn't invested in that game, so it' was, different story. But uh, yeah, man, look at this. We have actually like we're doing a podcast about live sports are airing. Basketball's back tomorrow. Uh, hockey's back this weekend. I think we're getting everything back. Uh, back. but nobody cares about hockey. <laughs> like, like I um, wish, I, I wish these things spread out because I don't really care about hockey, but. Uh, if it wasn't coming back at the same time as basketball, basketball. Uh, pardon my pronunciation. Probably this whole podcast. Uh, <laughs> if it wasn't coming back at the same time as basketball, I I, I can't say basketball with my with my mouth right now. Uh, <laughs> I I would tune in. Uh, it's it's a fun game.
3: Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna for the potential Canadian uh, listeners out there, I will agree with Steve here. Kind of. Yeah. I, I'm
1: only, I'm only like really anti-hockey when uh, I talk to pro hockey people. Cause they're the worst when they talk about hockey. Uh, like, like the, the hockey, like diehard hockey fans. I feel like they have this big chip on their shoulder that like, nobody cares about us. Like we're the best sports. Like, you we three in the big 4 you're not soccer like we, we put you in the group don't worry it's going to be okay <laughs> uh, yeah yeah that's pretty much true uh, we got to we got to get our last drips of uh off-topicness in this is the last July podcast so this is the uh the day we got to get in but we do have some interesting topics today we'll we'll uh hit on you know, the sports world as a whole right now, how that will affect the Rams, what's going on in the NFL. Uh, but we never talked about the banner ratings. We want to do that. But let's start with, because this is fresh, Johnny. The top 10 for the NFL top 100 came out today, tonight. Uh, so we have the whole list. Did, did you see the top 10?
3: I did. And it's, uh, well, it's utter bullshit. I'm just going to say that.
1: Woo! Uh, so... I'm, I'll, I'll read the whole the whole top ten. Uh, number ten was Derrick Henry. Number nine, Stephon Gilmore. Number eight, DeAndre Hopkins. Number seven, George Kittle. Number six, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, number five, Michael Thomas. Uh, number four, Pat Mahomes. Which is interesting. Like I wonder if this was pulled before or after the Super Bowl because uh, that ranking is interesting if it's after the Super Bowl. Then number three, Aaron Donald; number two, Russell Wilson; uh, and number one, Lamar Jackson. Uh, so, Aaron Donald, number three. Obviously, that's a big thing we care about. He was number one last year. Uh, I first of all, for those who don't know, this this list is voted on exclusively by active players, so it's not it's 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 always an interesting list because it's not like a pure like these are the hundred best players in the league, but it's also like. These are who the players think. The players are not always right, but the the it's it's a different perspective um, than you'd get with like media or fans or people talking to us. So it's basically like who has the most respect of your peers. I think to players, and I can't speak for players. This this list would probably mean mean the most to them. Um, but uh, yeah, so <laughs> utter bullshit coming out swinging. I think. I think Aaron Donald being ranked number three is fine at least. There's some other things in the list here, but uh, he's sandwiched in between Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, and Pat Mahomes. uh, And to not be a quarterback and get ahead of any of those guys, I think that says a lot about uh, what, what the league thinks about him.
3: Okay, so here's the thing. As far as Aaron Donald being ranked number three, I can sort of live with it, sort of. But if you ask me, there should only be one player that's ahead of Aaron Donald. And he's not even ahead of Aaron Donald. And that's... Yeah. Yeah, how how is that even possible? No no disrespect to Russell Wilson. I'm actually a huge Russell Wilson supporter. Um because I feel like there is a lot of times he doesn't get the love he deserves, but there's no way in hell. I'm saying that he's over, you know, a A. Ron Donald. There's just no, no way, no way. Um, that's not, again, not, it's not a jab against Russell Wilson because I think he's, he's a stud. I think he's a really player. And he certainly has a spot in the top 10, can even certainly make an argument in the top five, but I don't think he's number two overall, and I don't think he should be ahead of Aaron Donald or Patrick Mahomes. And that, that leaves us with number one. Now, Steve, before I kind of drill into number one, I, I have to ask, do you at all agree that the num- with their number one pick. I'm just I, curious.
1: I, I mean, if we're strictly talking about last year, uh, which I, I don't know if the poll is talking about strictly last year or looking forward. I mean, he Lamar Jackson was, I would say, the best player in the league last year. Uh, runaway MVP. I mean, we all saw it firsthand, man. He fucking eviscerated us uh, in prime time. B- basically... It didn't really end our season, but like that was uh, that was a low moment. So I mean, like like today, who would I? I wouldn't rank him the best player in the NFL. No, but if I was ranking last year's top players, uh, and not counting the playoffs, I would rank him number one. And if I was counting the playoffs, no, I'd still rank him number two. Uh, but if we're talking about the best players going into next season, I uh, no, I wouldn't. But I also Look, man, he if he plays like that for the rest of for for the rest of his career, I mean, come on. It's gonna it's gonna be hard to knock, but no, I mean, yeah, I would put out of these four guys, I'd probably list him fourth. Uh out of Donald, Wilson, and Mahomes. But I, I don't I wouldn't sit here and say like it's uh the travesty to have the reigning MVP number one.
3: Uh so here's the thing. Like I said, um I'm not gonna sit here and say that that Russell Wilson or or Jackson for that matter shouldn't be in the top in the top 5 even. Um I I I'm not going to sit here and say that they should be number 1 or number 2 though. These are talented players but I I just don't understand how Patrick Mahomes isn't number 1 or number 2. It you know the the guy won the Super Bowl. Like, literally, it was him. And as far as Aaron Donald's concerned, yeah, the, the guy's still one of the best players, if not the best player in the NFL. Just throwing that out there.
1: It, it, it is real. Like, I, I'm pretty shocked that Pat Mahomes didn't come in here at number one. Like, I really wonder when they took this poll. And it'd be, it'd be pretty w- like uh, even Lamar Jackson aside, it'd be pretty wild if after the season, after the playoffs, that even Russell Wilson and Aaron Donald would rank ahead of him. Uh, I I really thought he was a shoo-in for number one, uh, but here we are. So I I like I said, I wonder I wonder when this was pulled. Uh, if it's it was if it was after the season, that'd be insane. But I mean, yeah, those. I think I think it's a pretty reasonable top four. Uh, we're not going to spend this podcast talking about Michael Thomas at number five. Because <laughs> s- I want to stay far away from that. Uh, because it, it's, it's crazy. Like like I said, it's it's a respect of your peers. Uh, that is wild that they put Michael Thomas at number five. Uh, obviously a really good player, but uh, he wouldn't be my pick for the best receiver in the NFL. Uh, that is for sure. But uh, other stuff, because there's some other stuff to talk about from this list. Jalen Ramsey comes in at 37. He's down from 27. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I that's probably pretty fair given how he played last year. Uh, again, like as as I've, I've talked about with Ramsey in the past, like it says a lot coming off of last season that he still gets all this respect uh, from his peers, from the media, from Pro Bowl votes, yada, yada, yada. So, I mean, I, I don't think there's really much to break down with him at that ranking. It feels about right.
3: Yeah, no, no real argument there. In fact, he's probably higher than I would have anticipated if I'm going to be honest.
1: Yeah, and other defensive players in his range like 34, Joy Bosa, 35, Minga Fitzpatrick, 39, Tyrone Matthew, 40, Daniil Hunter, 41, Jadevian Clowney. So uh, it's not surprising. Jesus, Jadevian Clowney's still not on a team. That, that just keep forgetting about that.
3: Uh, he's he's an expensive acquisition at this point, and uh, I don't think there are teams that are willing to pony up as much as he's asking for.
1: Yeah, and I mean at this point, like looking at how weird of a season this is going to be, he's going to be fine if he sits out of here. Like, no, I don't think anyone would hold it against him. Uh, he's he'll get paid this offseason or next offseason, however the money's out there. Uh, only other Ram on the list though, so a couple guys that drop we'll get to, but Cooper Cup making his. Debut at number eighty nine, uh, w- which is awesome to see. Good for him, well deserved. Uh, maybe a little low, but it. it I. I'm not going to play apples and oranges here. Uh, <laughs> so, like, it's funny when you look at the because re- this list is all over the place. Like you look at the receivers around where Cooper Cup is ranked. Allen Robinson number three, Cooper Cup eighty nine, uh, and then like DK Metcalf eighty one. And then uh, Keenan Allen, 77. I, I mean, one of those names I feel like does not belong. But at the same time, uh, Larry Fitzgerald at 69. So, I mean, like I said, it's a, it's an all-over-the-place list. But it's good to see Cup get some recognition at least.
3: Yeah, for, for sure. I, I, I like that Cooper Cup was getting some respect. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald at number sixty-nine, Giggity, Um, is absolutely <laughs>
0: horrible.
3: I'm sorry, I, I had to. I, was, I, I had to. Um, but uh, yeah, him him being there is just not. I mean, you, you're going based off respect at that point, point. and if there's anyone you should respect in this league, it is Larry Fitzgerald. But if we're gonna be honest, he should not be in the top
1: one hundred at all. <laughs> He's ahead of, like, the likes of Ronnie Stanley, Earl Thomas, Marshawn Lattimore, Keenan Allen, uh, <laughs> like, Jesus. Tyrone Smith, Clayus Campbell. Uh, it's wild. Miles Garrett, uh, although he probably dinged himself a little bit in the rankings. Uh, yeah. Uh, guy, so guys that fell off the list for the Rams. Um, Robert Woods was 76 last year. Uh, he didn't make the cut this year. A little surprising, for sure. Uh, He's
3: he, for the ball.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, it's uh, because they got like I, I, I like for a player voted list. I'm surprised that he just like fell off. Uh, it, it's pretty, pretty odd.
3: Yeah, the, there's absolutely no reason why Robert Woods shouldn't be on this list, and I, I, I don't know. It baffles me. It, you know. Uh, even to be have Cooper cup ranked ahead of him, I think is a little odd. Not, not to say that Cooper cup isn't worthy of a spot because I think he is, but I don't know. Like for me, Robert Woods should always be in front of Cooper cup just because in terms of consistency, Robert Woods will always be your guy. And I, I think as long as he stays healthy, which he has been, you know, Robert Woods is one of the best, wide receivers in the league i I don't know if i'd go as far as to say he deserves to be in the top 50 or anything like that but certainly he's he deserves a spot in the top 100
1: yeah and i mean out of all all those guys around cooper cup we said i i would take over all them except uh except keenan allen who i think is is really underrated but like larry fitz allen robinson larry fitz obviously i don't even know why i read him like allen robinson cooper cup uh, and DK Macap I think he's better than those guys. Uh even like Jarvis Landry 61 uh eh, eh, I, I don't want to I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh other other guy that fell off the list, Andrew Whitworth 91 last year uh didn't make it. I don't think that's very surprising. I don't think there's really much no. to dive into there. Uh this one though, definitely a lot to dive into. Uh Jared Goff ranked 32 last year. Uh, 38 in 2018 off the list (laughs) so a lot of quarterbacks uh were were ranked here Johnny I'm not gonna name them all uh but I'm gonna name a couple Jimmy Garoppolo was 43 Dak Prescott was 46 Kirk Cousins was 58 Ryan Tannehill was 68 Josh Allen was 87 and Kyler Murray was 90 so uh the <laughs> the tide shifted a little quickly for our man Jared here.
3: So, here's the thing. You know how I said that the biggest crime of them all was Robert Woods being left off the list? Mm-hmm. You know what the second biggest crime was?
1: <laughs> I'm going to guess this. Uh,
3: Well, kind of. So... I'm not saying Jared Goff. I, I'm not going to sit here and say Jared Goff deserved to be on the list. It, to me, it's argu It's arguable. Um, personally, I think he should be in the top 100, maybe in like the eighties or nineties. But if, you know, if he's off the list, it's not a big deal because he, he honestly did not play as well as he should have last year. Uh, but, what is the biggest, the second biggest crime of them all? Is Jimmy Garoppolo being in the top fifty? Are you fucking kidding me? This is the guy that blew the Super Bowl for the 49ers. And before I get that argument,
1: you you know, oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh, uh, we, not we got a we got
3: a dinger here. We, not a dinger, but we. Uh, we got a double by Mookie the Paid bets. There we go. Do- Dodgers
1: take a 2-1 lead. Thank you, Mookie. Okay,
3: <laughs> so sorry about my outburst there, but couldn't contain myself. Fuck you, Astros. It's July.
1: Um, it's July, Johnny. Get it out while you can on this spot. Yeah, uh...
3: I I wish I could say more, but uh, this is this is a Rams podcast. So (laughs) let's uh, let's stick to the Rams here. Uh, My point, my point. Oh, yes. um, Before I get to the point about Jimmy Garoppolo, um, just definitely not even deserving to be in the top 100. And before people come at me saying, well, he led the 49ers to a Super Bowl. No, he didn't. He did not lead the (laughs) 49ers to a Super Bowl. He never has and he never will. It was the defense and pretty much every other player, amazing player, that's on the 49ers. That's not Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: <laughs> yeah. Rant's I, over. I mean, clearly clearly, winning matters here based on where Gav was ranked last year versus this year uh, and where Jimmy G was ranked this year. Uh, not that he was ranked last year because he didn't really play. But, yeah, like, I I agree. Uh, the people who are saying leaving Goff off this list is insane. Uh, I mean, he was not one of the best 100 players in the NFL last year, I would say. I, I feel pretty confident in saying that. But at the same time, like, like, like Jimmy G's at 43. Uh, I-, I won't even touch on Dak and Kirk Cousins because even Tannehill. You know what? I think Tannehill earned a spot on this list after last year. But, uh, like, Jimmy, so. Jimmy that high. And then, like... <laughs> Like fucking Josh Allen's on the list, like eighty-seven.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, so say what you want about Jared Goff. I I I understand why Jared Goff's on the list. It's who's on the list that kind of pisses me off. Right? Like you you brought up Josh Allen. You brought up Jimmy Garoppolo. Surely you think Jared Goff is better than those two? Uh, I'm you know I I'm sorry, but I think Jared Goff is better than Ryan Tannehill too.
1: I, you I know? I, yeah, so do I. I did, for the record, I think he's better than all these guys I said, except for probably Kirk Cousins and. No, nope, I think the, he's better. I'm on the yeah. No, you don't think he's better. I'm on the fence about Dak. I would have them like tied.
3: Yeah, the Dak. I I think you can honestly make a argument with Dak over anybody else that you mentioned.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and, like, I say I get Tannehill because he did ball out last year. Uh, and he, I, I think he earned a spot on the list last year. Speaking about last year, but if we're talking about next year, uh, I'd still rather have got. But even, like, Kyler Murray, like, sure. Like, sure. Uh, like, the hype, whatever. He was the number one pick. He played pretty good. Uh, but, like, and Josh Allen I love. Uh, I'm a, I'm a big Josh Allen guy. But, like, come on. What the fuck are we doing here? <laughs>
3: By the way, I I don't know if you're gonna get to him or not. But do you know who do you or well actually I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you who do you think I'm gonna ask you about next on
1: this list? Is it a quarterback or no? No, not so a quarterback. definitely Todd Gurley. I'm gonna imagine yeah. Yeah, he was, exactly he he was on my list here. Uh, so so Todd Gurley comes in at 51. Uh, which is wild. He, but like to lay out context, he was number five last year and number six the year before. And the year before he was actually ahead of Aaron Donald. So like clearly a a well like a well respected player by players. And this is a players list, but yes, obviously uh he is not he was not a top one hundred player last season. Like not even close. Uh, it's it's pretty nope. crazy to see him that high on this list.
3: Yeah, I, I don't um, I don't imagine that Todd Gurley belongs in the top 100. He's certainly a force to be reckoned with at times, but um, the days of him being in the top <laughs> in the top 100 are are clearly over. Um, but yeah, this isn't really about necessarily him being an effective player. It's more about you know, it, should he be considered one of the best 100? And I don't think so. It's just it's a respect thing and you do bring up a good point that you know, he was considered, you know, in the in in the top 10 in multiple years. So, for him to make a dramatic uh decrease in into uh um you know the top well he, i guess he's not in the top 50 anymore just outside of the top 50 yeah that's uh that's a big big change there yeah
1: he, uh the only other player like the only other players i look that were ranked last year uh that weren't ranked that ranked high uh sorry i'm all over the place but like antonio brown was ranked really high uh, obviously he's not here. The the only other one was like Philip Rivers was ranked seventeenth and, and didn't get didn't get ranked. So it was uh yeah, pretty pretty wild that he's he's still clocking in that high, but uh, he's a great dude. Everybody like he seems like a really lovable guy. Uh like I still love him even though he's gone. There's uh there's a sector of Rams fans that like don't like him anymore. Uh I appreciate you guys if you're out there listening to the show, but I really disagree with you. He seems like a great dude. Uh because he made some jokes about not getting his paycheck is not a big deal. Uh but yeah, so I, I think this is a good good segue into Madden ratings here. Yep, why not? Why not? Uh so I'll just name a couple off of here, Johnny, I'll let you give your thoughts. Aaron Donald was a ninety nine, only other ram in the nineties, Jalen Rams was a ninety four uh, some other high ones. Cooper Cup eighty nine. Robert Woods eighty six. Andrew Whitworth eighty-six John Johnson eighty-four. Brockers was an eighty three. Higby an eighty-two. Uh Samson Ibukam coming in an eighty. Good good for him. Good, good for him. Uh Rob Havenstein, 79. Gerald Everett seventy-nine. Austin Blythe 78. Leonard Floyd 77. Uh, and Jared Goff coming in at a 76. And oddly enough, maybe even more disrespectful was Troy Hill coming in at seventy four. Uh, I mean, yeah. Other than that, like if if you want, any, if you have any other requests to talk about, I can name them. But uh, those those are the big ones, I would say. Rookies, obviously, not rated that high. Cam Akers a seventy three. Highest rated running back on the team is Malcolm Brown at a seventy five. Taylor Rapp also a seventy five. Uh, and because they don't have like a real position for long snappers in the game. Jake McQuaid is the worst player on the team at a thirty five.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the disrespect is real there.
1: Let's <laughs> say this is a tight end. Uh and I think that's probably if we're talking about his tight end skills, that might be a little high uh at a thirty five there.
3: I don't know. I kinda want to see Jake McQuaid as a tight end now. <laughs> then buy Madden. Oh god. I I don't know if I'd win if I had Jake McQuaid as my tight end.
1: Not not uh not to segue here too, but it's uh it's not looking good in this game, man. Astros is tied Yeah. It up.
3: I, I've been trying to uh contain my uh expletives here.
1: <laughs> yeah, not looking great, but uh, talk about Madden if you want.
3: Oh boy, okay. So as far as Madden is concerned, the biggest thing that I felt like was the slap in the face was was Troy Hill. Why he's ranked 74 is baffling to me. Um and, and again, I I've I've always been one that was very critical of Troy Hill, but it's become ridiculously obvious that that hill has improved quite a bit and he's been kind of a secret weapon for the Rams of sorts and it's not so much a secret anymore there there are a lot of other places other than madden that uh rank him a lot higher and in some in some cases they rank him higher than jalen ramsey mm-hmm. uh that's I, I don't know if i'd go quite that far but you know troy hill certainly has earned a lot of respect and Um, the fact that he's at 74 is, I I don't know. Like, I feel like that's extremely disrespectful. Um, yeah, I, I feel like he's at least an 80 and I, I feel like even then you're kind of giving him the short end of the stick there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 80 would be fine. Like, it's kind of crazy that he's six ratings lower than Samson uh, which feels like nuts. Uh, clearly they didn't watch him. I think, I think it's fair to say uh 74 seems like insane uh he definitely to me would be a low 80s kind of guy uh and honestly if I watched him and I'd never watched him before this season I might even rank him higher but yeah that that was the only one that felt really egregious to me like Jared Goff is low but I think we mentioned on a previous pod like all quarterbacks were a little lower uh I mean like I feel like in a usual year he'd probably be like low 80s too after last year uh, obviously I don't think it's that look at him as 76, uh, but I just think they rated quarterbacks differently than they usually do. Uh, but other than that, I mean, everything seemed more or less fair.
3: Yeah. I mean,
1: uh, um, I, I think
3: I would rank golf a little higher, but yeah. it, it's nothing, it, it's nothing worth, you know you know, getting all upset about, to me, it's more upsetting about Troy Hill. Um, And uh, just a little, actually, if anything, I feel like uh, the Rams have a few overrated players on them, like uh, with Ibukam, no disrespect to him. Uh, He's a, he's a great player and uh, somebody that I feel like is a little underrated at times, but in this case, having him at number 80, I think is a little high, but that's just my opinion um and gerald everett for that matter um now i i think gerald everett has all the potential in the world but he has yet to show it so like i don't know how he's ranked as high as he is he's 78
1: if i'm not mistaken 79 even higher
3: Uh, uh, ah ah yeah uh i don't know like for me i feel like gerald everett is a little too high, but, uh, I'm not going to complain because, hey, he's on my team, yeah. but, um, yeah.
1: I, I think, uh, and probably the last guy here, Sebastian Joseph Day got, got disrespected here. He's a 66 overall, which is, so he basically got thrown into the group of like guys that haven't done anything yet, which is like, like Ronko is a sixty nine, Greg Gaines is a sixty eight, uh, Brian Allen is a sixty five, uh, Bobby Evans sixty five, uh, Micah Kaiser sixty five, Joseph Nopum sixty five, Troy Reader sixty five, Darius Williams sixty five. I-, I mean, I I don't think he should be in that group at all. Uh, I think he should be a little higher, uh, I mean, like in low seventies at least.
3: Yeah, to to say that Greg Gaines is above. Uh, Joseph day is, you know, a bit of a stretch. Not that I don't like Greg games I, again, I think he has all kinds of potential, but it's just that it's potential. There we go. Double play. Oh, damn it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, almost had a double play there. Uh, but, uh, okay. We're one out of way to going into, uh, inning 12. All right. Enough baseball.
1: Uh, yeah, we'll see in two minutes.
3: Yeah, seriously. If you hear me cuss really loud, you know what happened. Uh but as far as Joseph Day is concerned, he has proven himself a little bit, um, at least to the point where he deserves to be ranked in the seventies, in my opinion. I I don't know, for to him to be ranked as low as he is, having a guy like Greg Gaines who played very limited time uh ahead of him is just ridiculous.
1: Yeah. but Even, even yeah. Ja'Kai Polite is a uh, 67.
3: Okay, that's just stupid. Like, uh, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I like Ja'Kai Polite, but um, yeah, there's no way he should be ranked above Joseph Day.
1: Every time I see a list of Rams players and I scroll past Ja'Kai Polite, I'm just like, literally like all the time, it happened today, just reading this list, I'm like, oh Yeah. Yeah, I forgot he's on the team. Like, I forgot that <laughs> happened. Yeah, <laughs>
3: that's uh, that's basically how it is.
1: Yeah. Hey, man, it's about to be a really weird fucking season. Maybe, maybe Ja'Kai Polite, like, produces, like, st- stranger things have happened. Like, what is about to go down in this season?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting season. Yeah, so... I'm,
1: yeah, I mean, we, we got to talk about that a little bit as we're sitting here watching uh, a baseball game with no fans, umpires wearing masks, uh, players getting eight-game suspensions for pegging cheaters. Uh, but uh, it's obviously going to be a very different NFL season if it happens. Uh, and I think, you know... Today, I would bet on it happening today, but th- this changes every day. Uh, players have begun to opt out of the season. Uh, so, some pretty notable guys, uh, a couple of starting off the of linemen I know uh, I saw. Uh, I don't remember their names. Um, a lot of guys in the Patriots, Dante Hightower, Patrick Chung, uh, and nobody from the Rams yet, and, and if they do uh, – Please don't go on Twitter clowning these guys if if you had any desire to do that. Uh, it's their right. It, it's, it's a strange time. But, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a weird year. There's no preseason. Uh, teams are being encouraged to cut the rosters down to 80 uh, as soon as possible. Rams made four cuts. They cut safety Jake Gravas tight end Ethan Wolfe, uh, wide receiver Greg Dortch, and center Nate Turwin. Yeah I think I got that right. one. I don't think Treywin. anyone Yeah. Either way, I don't think anyone cares. Um <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Wait, so they, did they give the Dodgers a double play here It just switch games?
3: Uh no, they um it's uh they got him out at first uh second, but uh he didn't he, he dropped the ball and he didn't uh get the ball to the first base. So it's runners
1: on first and third uh with two outs. All right, we'll keep y'all posted for a game that happened yesterday. <laughs> but uh, uh basically. yeah, the, the Rams, the Rams canceled season tickets. Um undetermined if there's going to be fans yet. I personally would be shocked if any if any games have more than like I don't know, even like a 1000 fans honestly. Like that would seem seem crazy to me uh but yeah i it's like it's gonna be weird it, it's gonna be weird and it there's no preseason so we won't see the guys suit up and play until week one there's not gonna be scrimmages because uh, because you're not traveling i don't think there's really a a feasible way to to do that um unless you like went and, and stayed with the team for week. i don't know but yeah it's I'm I'm happy it's coming back. I I hope I hope it all works out. And, but obviously too, uh, uh, we'll get to this point. But I mean, like you 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 think right now, like like you you can't, you can't imagine anyone's going to be at these games, right? Like fans wise.
3: No, I, I'd be entirely surprised if you have any sort of fans. Maybe in in like certain locations. Where COVID isn't as hard hit, but even then, I think it would be hard to justify, especially when it's it's still very much affecting most of the U.S.
1: Yeah. So, and, and, if, and if like let's say only the Chiefs have fans, like they're obviously just complete hypothetical, people are going to travel to Kansas City from out of the state. They're going to. probably end up carrying it unknowingly. And that's going to cause a huge spike from a shitload of people going to a game. And then two, like, if you want to limit the capacity, let's say you limit it to 25%. Okay, well, are you only going to open a couple bathrooms? Are you only going to open a couple concession stands? Uh, If so, lines are probably going to build up at those places. Are you able to keep the bathrooms clean? Uh, Are you going to be able to, keep people spaced out when they're entering and exiting the game because that's always the most packed time at games i feel like it's just like there's so many variables to this and based on how the the nfl has like done virtually nothing in planning the season it feels like there's like i feel like there's just no fucking way that there's any fans during week one except maybe like very minimal amounts
3: yeah it, to to tell you the truth i i don't know if i if i could see them like being able to monitor that to a point where they can seriously they could seriously control that and <laughs> and be able to make it as safe as possible i'm sure they'll try but i i don't think it's gonna work not with so many people even at a reduced capacity it's still a lot of people and then you know you have to worry about not just the players at that point you have to worry about the public and everyone else that attends so all the workers everything else so um i i think realistically speaking there's no way fans can be there as much as i'd love to be in attendance to the Rams' new stadium it's it's definitely not gonna happen in
1: 2020
3: yeah it, it, um, it, it's, or at least i'd be
1: shocked first of all congrats on uh the Dodgers escaping that inning we're still playing guys um but it's 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 it it like i i would think if if teams were having like like I think they're leaving it up to the teams which is nuts just like that should not be happening uh the league should be aligned on this issue then it's also like you're gonna cause public health risks if you're letting fans go to these games because like I said people travel uh you know yeah if you're sick you're gonna stay home but as we've learned about this virus like none of us really know shit about at this point uh you're probably still gonna spread it and I don't think I don't think the players would be like at risk at all with fans being there it's the fans that are gonna be putting each other at risk and it's it's just there's so ma- so much complications, so many moving parts. I don't really see and even with players now. Um obviously the NBA, the NHL are in bubbles right now. Uh they seem full steam ahead. Uh they've done tests, nobody in the bubbles has tested positive player wise. Uh some players have left to go. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say?
3: Oh, uh, my bad. Never mind. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I saw him replay a guy happy for a second.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Peak, peak July. Um. <laughs> b- before I get to the next point I I'm going to ask. A, do you think that the Rams, like the MLB, as I'm watching here, will make cutouts of fans available to buy? And B, are we going to buy one?
3: Um, so I think that it would be smart for them to do that. And I think the more creative they are with it, the better, like in some baseball stadiums, if uh baseball hits one of the cutouts, the ball, uh, the, uh, the ball that hits the cutout, they will actually send it to that fan.
1: Oh, that's and I dope. think that's
3: amazing. That's awesome. It's actually worth the investment at that point. And I don't know how the football would do anything similar to that. But, um, you know, as creative as they can possibly be would be best, you know, make fans actually want to spend that money for a cardboard cutout and don't charge a ridiculous price like, uh, you know, the seat licensing agreement. Um, You know, I'm just saying make it affordable so that fans actually want to do that. Um, And this way, you know, there can be some sort of commission Coming from this, because let's face it, uh, the NFL and the teams are going to lose millions, if not billions of dollars uh, f- for no fans. You know, it really, really affects uh, the game. So, um, yeah, the way I see it, I, I do see a lot of teams um, investing into the idea of, you know, doing cardboard cutouts or practically anything uh, to make it as doable as possible so that the fan experience is still somewhat there and uh maybe they even do something like roaring crowds like that's what a kind of baseball does is they play like tapes of of fans like booing and cheering and stuff like that i think that would be a, a good thing to do as well
1: yeah i so for like as far as noise concerns i i don't want any uh I don't want a ton of piped-in fake noise. I want every player to be mic'd up, and I want to be able to hear fucking everything. Like, that's my dream. <laughs> They'll never do it. But that, like... Because I, I want, like, to substitute the fan... Because fake fans aren't going to be as good, but, like, you give me, like, an alternate uh, thing like that... And, and in the NBA, they're not really, like, super mic'd up, but you can you can kind of hear what's going on. Uh, so it's pretty cool, but... Uh, I I'm it's, It'll be interesting. And... Um... I don't have a lot to say about the, the seat, the fan things. I hope they do it. It feels like a no brainer and I would definitely buy one if it was reasonable. Cause that'd be like fucking sweet. I uh, just have a cut out of me at the game. Uh, but so like <laughs> really, really baseball is the, uh, it's really the only sport worth following and comparing to the NFL right now, because the, the NBA and the NHL are completely secluded and the NFL is not going to do that. And we're, we're, what, like a week into the baseball season? A little bit over a week, right? If that.
3: Yeah, something like that.
1: Yeah, So, and one team has already gotten canceled. So, like, it's not off to a phenomenal start. Um, but with the, with the NFL, these rosters are going to be a lot bigger. And if an infection comes down, it, it could be bad. It could infect a lot of people. Uh, with, with the, the MLB, the, a couple, a bunch of Marlins, uh, tested positive and they, they shut down, I think they, they shut down for at least a week, their, their season. I want, like, I, a, like, if, if it happened this quickly in baseball, like, you gotta imagine that it's gonna happen in the NFL at least once, uh, and I want, like, baseball, uh. It's probably a little easier to, to have a failsafe in there because you play more games, even in a content season. And also, it's the fucking Marlins, so it's probably not really going to matter. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm just assuming they're not good. I feel like it's like the Browns at this point. But like, how do you how do you even deal with that? in the NFL? like are you gonna are you gonna postpone? Like like, are you gonna add weeks at the end of the season? Are you gonna have like? Like a buffer week or two after the regular season to play games that need to get made up if they affect playoff seating. Uh, it's w- without quarantining the entire league, which, to be fair to the NFL, would damn near be impossible with how many players they would need to quarantine in places. Um, I I just don't know, man. I-, I I assume that they will have plans in place for if players test positive. But like with a whole influx, like if a whole team gets infected, I don't know really what like what 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 the plan is. Uh, like if the bye weeks don't align, I don't, I don't know. It, it's it seems like a logistical nightmare if something like this happens, and I do not trust the NFL to handle it properly.
3: <laughs> well, it hasn't worked so far, has it? <laughs> no, uh...
1: <laughs> they've had months, man. If they can't pull this off. Like, they've had the biggest roadway. Like, it's on, I know it's not all on them, but it is on them if they fuck this up, like, badly enough to where the season doesn't finish. Uh, They've had a lot of time to figure this out.
3: So, one of the things you can do to kind of measure a bit uh, about how the players feel about this upcoming season is by seeing who's opting out. Because if you look at baseball, there were some players, yeah, here and there. And there were a few a few big names. Uh, like, for example, for the Dodgers, they're, one of their starting pitchers, David Price, uh, decided to sit the season as and has been pretty critical of, of Major League Baseball. But really, I would say he's about the biggest name who has sat out. With the NFL, every day you're seeing more and more players opting out, it shows how little faith they have in in the safety measures that the NFL are putting. And that that's not a good sign. You know, that's, that's not exactly what you want to see. Keep in mind that, you know, there are quite a few guys that have opted out already. And, you know, yeah, the season's kind of coming closer. But, you know, these are not small names. You know, guys like Donta Hightower, Patrick Chung – uh, earlier today, uh, you had uh, Galladay from the Lions, and um, uh, also TJ Hawkinson as well opt out. Those yeah. are those are probably the best players on the Lions. Did that? Did that actually and, happen? Uh, yeah, it, it, it did happen. So you that <laughs> didn't kidding. that
1: did not happen. Yes,
3: both of these guys have
1: opted out. Uh, no, no. They, uh, not all, also concerning. They, uh, tested positive for COVID. I don't oh, know. If, I don't know okay. if that's better or worse. Um, Damien Williams yeah, was the big sure name either. that opted out today, but I mean, yeah, that's still a huge deal. Uh, they got, they got put on the COVID-19 reserve list.
3: Well, there you go. But, uh, still, I mean, even if you take those names out of the equation, there's quite a few guys that are continuously opting out. So, you know, it's only a matter of time before, um, you know, even more guys are going to opt out. And you have to wonder how many more guys it's going to take before the NFL really tries to find ways to somehow make it safer. But again, I, I don't even know if it's just about the NFL at this point. I think it's really just the sport in general because uh, you really can't socially distance yourself in in the NFL. Um, I know at times they would like to socially distance uh, Aaron Donald away from the quarterback, but they can't. (laughs) So, um, yeah, there's, there's really not much else that the NFL can do in terms of how the game's played and alter it to the point where it's going to be safe, and that's why you're going to see more opt-outs. I feel.
1: Yeah, we will definitely see more. There's no way this is it, um, and I, I, I wouldn't you know I I wouldn't hold it against, and anybody opting out. Uh, according to Schefter, the the players who are considered high risk would earn. Uh, three hundred fifty thousand dollars and in a cured NFL season, I don't know what that means, if they choose to opt out and players without risk would earn one hundred fifty thousand dollars. So if that's all the the non risk players are making hundred fifty thousand dollars, I would imagine we're not gonna see a lot of huge names who aren't on their rookie deals opt out. Like uh you know what I mean? Like, with that amount of money, it's a lot of money you're losing. But at the same time, uh, there's a lot of reasons to opt out. And I wouldn't blame anyone. And, yeah, it's it says a lot about the league that these guys are opting out because I, I don't know how it was in the NHL, but in the NBA, I think, like, I feel like, like, four players uh, who had no injuries or COVID concerns opted out uh, that were part of meaningful teams. Like, Bradley Beal opted out, but the Wizards are fucking terrible, and I don't know why they even got into the bubble, uh, but really, you saw a lot of players go because that's a league that trusts the the how the league is ran. They trust Adam Silver, uh, and the NFL, these guys do not trust Roger Goodell. Uh, I doubt a lot of them trust their owners. I'm sure some do, uh, but it's... It's not like a great relationship between the higher-ups and the NFL and the players, I feel like. Uh, As evidenced by that video that came out this summer of literally the best players in the league calling out their own league. So, I mean, uh, it's it's, going to be messy. It's going to be sloppy. But I sure as hell hope they figure this shit out and that we get a full season.
3: Yeah, for sure. No. No doubt about that we want to see football in twenty twenty, but we'll see at what cost.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh well I, I think I think it's about it. I mean, I don't you got anything else? This game's still going. Bottom of the twelfth.
3: <laughs> uh shout out to Patrick Mahomes. Uh not only is he paid in a ridiculous amount of money. But he's now a partial owner of the Kansas City Royals. So there's that. Turn. He's one of the youngest owners ever.
1: Turn that investment around quick.
3: Uh, yeah. You can't no knock him. him.
1: I, w- I wonder how big his uh, ownership stake is. It's impressive nonetheless, but like you, you'd be surprised <laughs> at some of the owners in sports. You know Will Smith is technically an owner of the Sixers? Is he really? He owns like like a minuscule fraction of the team, but yeah, he is a part owner. Hey,
3: I'm sure he's still making bank off of it though.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm mean, well, they they bought the team for so cheap, like not cheap, but like for I I think they bought the team for I feel like it was around 500k, not not k, 500 million. Um I was like really? <laughs> <laughs> 500k, can you fucking imagine? They <laughs> They bought the team for like an eighth of Chase Daniels' contract. Uh, I'm try- I'm trying to see how much the team was sold for. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the team was sold for two hundred and eighty million dollars in two thousand eleven, which is a lot of money. But that's crazy. Like ten years later, that if that team would sell for two billion dollars right now
3: easily yeah easily i'm actually surprised there was that little yeah
1: it was uh it was really really low at the time i remember um no i don't remember that at the time i remember like i just knew it was low like especially after the clippers sale uh which was for two billion they made a big deal about it but yeah like will smith is an owner uh michael rubin the guy who like freed meek mill from jail and claims to be the owner of the sixers he owns like one percent of the team Uh, I don't even know if he still owns the team anymore, but, yeah, I don't know. Either way, uh, for Pat Mahomes to be in his, like, fourth year in the NFL and have an ownership stake in a big four franchise is a huge deal. And, yeah, good on him, man. Seems like an awesome dude.
3: Yeah. uh, I mean, I'm sure, like, if he enjoys baseball, which I imagine he he does, if he's a part owner now, um, he gets to enjoy the game.
1: Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Uh, and he'll be watching the games with us this year at home. All right. Well, Johnny, the Dodgers are going to the 13th inning, and we're going to end the podcast. Uh, Good luck with this. And don't forget, follow us on Twitter, at C.Ribero, at Johnny 6 at TalkRams. If you haven't given us a five-star review yet, just do it for, for the gratitude, and we'll talk to you next week. I don't really think I'm an idiot most of the time. you've ruined my favorite song PenFed Credit Union
3: visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to receive any advertised product you must become a member of PenFed insured
1: by NCUA.
2: the NBA is back where else can a city this loud be
1: this left off
2: and 30 feet is still in range
1: where else is history still in the making the NBA only here season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT and NBA TV
2: everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why?